Words like pwn, MMORPG, and of course, noob did not exist 20 years ago. But since the online gaming revolution broke in the early 2000s, they're a part of the common cultural lexicon. And on today's show, we're reading about a group of misfits who occupy that world here on the Unproduced Table Read. So stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. You're, of course, hearing what might be the most iconic Iconic. song in gaming, the Super Mario Bros. theme. The script reading about today, the game featured in the script is not very much like Super Mario Brothers (laughs) and all, but that's okay. Personally, I'm like a Zelda Mario kind of guy, so that's about all I do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But also, I'm talking about gaming, and I'll talk about this show, guys. This is the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a show where we read Hollywood's hottest unproduced pilots and features. And as you've heard already, we're reading a gaming-oriented script today. It's very wonderful. It's written by the very funny and very kind Jonathan Murnane. Jonathan, thank you for being here today. We're glad to have you. Uh, before I introduce Jonathan in the script, though, I would love to introduce the actors who are surrounding me, including Andrew Guy. Yeah, hi. My name is Andrew Guy, and today I'll be reading for Trevor and Noah. Hey, my name is Jimmy V, and today I'll be reading for Deshaun, Elliot, and Young Guy. What's going on, guys? I am Timothy Michael. Today I will be reading Braxton, Chip, Paul, and Caster 2. Hi, I'm Katie Foley. Today I'll be reading Karen, Niche, Cute Girl, and Reporter. Hey, guys. I'm Adrian Snow. I'll be reading Wendy and Radley. Wonderful. Um, so as I mentioned today, guys, we're reading a gaming-oriented script. I think for fans of Silicon Valley, there's shades of that like affable male goofiness, mm-hmm. I feel like, is an important part of the script. And honestly, as someone who doesn't know much about gaming, I just enjoyed the look into a world I didn't know much about. It's part of the reason I really enjoyed the script and booked it for the show. And it's written by Jonathan Murnane, who we have here in studio today. Jonathan actually has a history in gaming. You are producing events for games, and I'll be excited to hear more about that. Um, as we interview you later in the show. In terms of your writing, though, you've gotten some attention from ScreenCraft and some other competitions, actually for different work. But I particularly like this script for the show, so I'm excited to read it. What I would love now, though, Jonathan, is if you would, for our listeners, kind of give us a 30-second intro into the world we're entering today before we dive in. Uh, A 30-second intro, yeah. So this is uh, based on a group of gamers, and I think the, the thing that I noticed most about these guys working with them is... Is they, they're such a stereotype against gamers, I think, these days. Like, they're nerds or living in their mother's basement, and mm-hmm. it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wide swath of people. And what I noticed most about these kids that I was working with is they have really good hearts. And so I sort of wanted to portray, like, the goodness of this world despite the sort of toxic environment that they're brought up in. So it's a very just interesting world to explore. And so the g- gist of the show is how they're sort of thrust into adulthood, like not being fully prepared for it, mm-hmm. as if any of us are. So Nice, I love it. Um, great, I think with that, that's plenty to dive into the script, so let's do it, guys. This is Noobs, the pilot written by Jonathan Renane, who we have in studio and who we'll be interviewing after the read. Fade in. Interior Chicago Arena Day. Big convention center. Large banners for Crosshairs Regional Open. Rows of fans, 10 to 20 years old, which excitedly also on their phone. On a... Watch excitedly, also on their phones. On a massive stage, two five-man teams in matching jerseys sit facing the crowd with individual monitors in front of them. One team is designated Navigators, the other Catapult. Between the teams is a desk with two casters in suits. A large screen with gameplay sci-fi soldiers shooting each other is above. Catapult takes the red zone. They need six kills to stay in this. Navigator's defense is the best in the league. Catapult needs them off balance to stay alive. Full screen graphic for Catapult. Each member framed in individual boxes. They chatter. Smash buttons on controllers. Braxton, 20, handsome, and focused. Come on, fellas. We got this. Move. Super. Braxton, Braxholic, 278 points per minute. Deshaun, 20, dark-skinned and confident. Got the left. <laughs> Not getting past me. Super, Deshaun, D-Tap, Felton. Most kills in the league. Never do. Sam's take the right. Nope. Your other right. Chip, scruffy-faced, Hispanic, and man bun. This moon screws up my directions. Super, Chip, Sims Marquez. Bad at directions. Your right is always on your right. Noah, 18, thick glasses, slight and withdrawn. Uh, launcher's behind you, Brax. Super, Noah Flick, pain, team lead, and strong shots. Elliot, 18, wiry, baby-faced, energetic, and half-Korean. I'm charged. I'll divert. I can. Super, Elliot, Trebs, Trebler. First event with catapults. Trebs, block. Flick, watch your six. Interior, arena, backstage, continuous. Trevor, 30, rugged, handsome, in a catapult jersey, watches tensely on a monitor. And Wendy, 27, cute and stern, stands by him. 
this is your first tournament? Of this sort, but Mr. Hutt wanted me to keep an eye on the team. Uh, they've been playing super well, but they're lucky to have made it this far. And what happens if you win? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. On the monitor, one robot soldier barrels through a group of opponents. The casters get more excited as Trevor watches. DTAP moves down the alley. Treb's in position. Catapult down by one. 15 seconds. Scuzzo moves down and misses the shot. Catapult in the red zone. Five seconds. DTAP rounds the corner. Two kills. DTAP slays. And with 90 points, Team Catapult wins the championship. The audience roars. And Trevor, mouth agape, watches the monitor as the boys jump up, rip their headsets off, and throw high fives. Fuck me hard. Speaking of getting ahead of ourselves, we just met. Um, I'm sorry, you met the game? <laughs> Cute. Why do you look like some chicks at your balding? You won. The biggest qualifying tournament for the league, and we just beat the best team out there. This is huge. Okay, so why do you have a sad face then? We are so not ready for this. <laughs> Interior interview room day. Small room, tournament graphic in the center. On one side, Braxton and Chip sit on stools. Opposite is Karen, pretty and blonde. A cameraman peers into a screen in front of the group, and behind, Trevor and Wendy hover, both tense. I'll jump in if you have any thoughts. Karen is still in reporter mode, smiling softly as she interviews. We're in the Crosshair Regional Open. I'm with Braxton, Brax Halex, and Chip Sims Marquez of Team Catapult who after a tense best-of-seven match beat the Navigators for first place. Chip and Braxton nod and smile. Braxton, did you think going to the going into this weekend you'd be the winners? No idea. You dream about it, sure, but even now it doesn't seem real. I can imagine. Chip, how did you feel when you won? Oh, man, it was fucking dick. <laughs> Braxton snickers, Karen loses her smile, and Wendy steps forward. Chip, um, hi, can we not use F-bombs? Pretend your grandma is watching. <laughs> she obviously don't know my grandma. <laughs> and who are you again? I'm Wendy, your new media manager. We met like five minutes ago. Why do we need a new media manager? We never had an old media manager. Because you won a tournament and are now doing media. That checks out. Maybe we could continue. Karen nods to the cameraman who cues her again. So, Braxton, did you think going into this weekend you'd win it all? Certainly hoped. <laughs> we practice new strategies, cross fingers. Chip. How did you? How did winning feel? Oh man, I got the strangest boner. <laughs> Karen exhales forcibly, and Wendy winces. I mean, erection. Trevor, can I see you for a sec? One minute. What I do? You're a fucking moron. <laughs> Interior hallway day. Wendy rigidly moves out, and Trevor chases after. Okay, you said they weren't media trained. You didn't say they'd never spoken to a person before. <laughs> You're the team captain. Can you keep them in line? God no. They don't listen to me, and I'm actually the team manager. Okay, and what's the difference? I'm a much bigger deal. Seriously. And you know kids like them, you've worked with athletes before. Real ones. What's the worst thing that could, they could deal with? Carpal tunnel? <laughs> they are real ones. They've got skill, passion, they practice and strategize, but they've never had a break. This is it. They rolled through this tourney, underdogs every match, and dominated. Now we have something we've never had. Respect? <laughs> no. Momentum. This is it. Listen, Mr. Hutt asked me to come here to make sure his investment in your team wasn't a mistake. Are these guys under contract? I'm working on it. Okay. Terrifyingly, it looks like a lot of work needs to be done. Interior interview room day. Wendy and Trevor return and everyone takes their seats. Okay. How about, let's take it from the top. Trevor gives her an encouraging thumbs up. Okay. How did it feel to win, Braxton? I think we were all just really, you know, thrilled. Yeah, so stoked. It was like surreal. With so many close games, so many good games, we were happy to make it as far as we did. Chip's, Chip and I first met playing Crosshairs 3, but we've only been in the pros for two seasons. That we were able to, that we were able to come so far in a short time is nothing short of amazing. Wendy nods approvingly. The grand prize is $150,000. What are you going to do with all that money? Hookers and Coke? <laughs> Groans. Karen rolls her eyes. Trevor. Uh, hallway. Mm. Wendy nods. Just saying, it's likely I'd at least get a hooker hand job. Exterior Portland Portland University day. Sprawling campus, beautiful green grass, old brick buildings by new metal and glass ones. Noah, Braxton, and Deshaun walk to class, and Deshaun smiles at every girl he sees. Happening so fast. You know? And, and now Trev wants us to sign contracts? I'm 20 years old. A year under contract is forever. And <laughs> what about this new girl? She's here, and we've got all these rules. <laughs> if it gets us funded, I'm good. I kind of want to wait. <laughs> Shocker. Is that a crack about my virginity? It's not. 
not a crack about your virginity. Deshaun's right. A, a year is forever, and it kind of locks us into this. A young guy, 17, and a cute girl, 18, cut the guys off. Ex- excuse me? Are you guys, um, did you win that crosshairs tournament? The one and only. Can can I get you to sign something? Braxton and Noah nod and search their pockets for a pen. Deshaun winks at a cute girl. Can I sign something for you? No, thanks. I like real sports. Deshaun deflates. Interior classroom day. Chip and Elliot scramble into a large classroom and take their seats. A TA is handing back graded tests. Did you finish your psych paper? I had an idea but forgot and now I... Uh, I meant to do it in Chicago but got sidetracked with all the winning. (laughs) The TA gets to Chip and Elliot, hands them each a paper. They look at their grades. Elliot, D+. Chip, a big red F. Maybe we should have studied. (laughs) Chip grimaces. Exterior catapult house day. A bright green lawn in front of a split-level house with a large picture window. Instead of a hedge, there are plastic giant Star Wars lawn ornaments lining the front of the house. Interior Deshaun's room day. Deshaun is in his bedroom talking directly to camera through a YouTube link interface. LeBron poster flanks him. Winning the tournament was just crazy pants. Two weeks later, and it still makes my head all spinny? But don't worry, I haven't changed. Still as baller as ever. Interior hallway continuous. Trevor and Wendy watch from the hallway before he pulls the door shut. They continue through the house. And he does this every day. Uh, Someone does. The team channel gets a few hundred thousand hits daily. Blows my mind. Braxton walks out another door, gym bag over his shoulders. Got practice at five. I don't always need your itinerary. Just being helpful. About as helpful as tits on a bull. Look, get everyone to sign their contracts. That would be helpful. Yeah, I'll see what I can do, boss. Practice for what? I'm on the baseball team. Catcher. America's favorite pastime, right? Yeah, I think it's porn now. That's a fair point. Still trying to do both? Still trying to figure it out. Braxton exits. So everyone lives here? Well, it's my house and that I have the awesomely painful debt, but yeah, they're all here. And that's totally normal. Elliot walks out of the bathroom completely naked, hair dripping wet, covering his lower parts with his hands. Wendy turns away and Trevor sighs. Where do we keep the towels? (laughs) In the lower cabinets. Thanks, dude. I was thinking that. Trevor pushes him back in the bathroom and closes the door. Normal doesn't even exist in the esports world. They play, practice, and online tournaments. They're all in college up the street, so best we keep them... Contained. <laughs> and how's living with five young guys? Trevor reaches down, picks up a dirty plate that's on the ground in the hallway by the by the fork stuck to it. Oh, it's a dick punch for sure. I left my frat house for a reason. <laughs> he sniffs the fork and crinkles his nose. So why do you do it? Cliff Notes version? I used to play. A decade ago. None of this existed, and now there's a league, sponsors, advertisers, and a massive audience. Trevor picks up clothes off the floor and slings them over his shoulder. They continue through to the living room. There are more people online at any given moment watching people play video games than people who actually are playing the video games. There's real opportunity here. Empty soda cans and candy wrappers litter the dining room table, which is otherwise covered with monitors, game stations, and cameras. Cords and wires everywhere. Well, I want to learn everything. I want in on sponsorships. That's sort of my deal. Well, Mr. Hutt sent me here to... That Mr. Hutt's investment covers equipment and travel expenses. Well, I can help. I actually have a a lead on a news story. Trevor gathers up as much of the trash as he can. (sighs) Good. Look, this is a figure-out-as-we-go opportunity. We are hurling through space really, really fast, and as we... uh, We're hurling through space really, really fast as we build the rocket. Uh, We can crash at any second. Our job is to prevent that entirely plausible scenario. Trevor steps on something with a squish, and he looks down at his bare foot, which has a used condom stuck to it. If I don't murder them first. Interior kitchen continuous. Big open kitchen with large island facing the living room. Trevor drops the plate in the sink, throws the garbage away. Noah sits on the counter typing on his phone, and Braxton drinks a green concoction right from the blender. You guys are fucking slobs. It's like Slumdog Millionaire in there. It's not my mess. Deshaun was in there all night, last night. Way to be a narc, dude. Not cool. Chip walks through a door from the basement. Just let that contract thingy on your desk. You want us to sign our old names, right? What else would you sign? I don't know. If you wanted, like, a parent or something. (laughs) Do you know you're an adult now, Chip? I wouldn't throw that word around. (laughs) I was just asking. And what about the rest of you guys? Braxton and Noah kind of shrug. Trevor and Wendy continue on. Interior Trevor's office continuous. Trevor and Wendy continue down to the basement, which opens up to a large room. One side is an office with desk and a conference table. Across the room is a bed perfectly made. There is no art, and everything is immaculately clean. And this is MySpace. How very 
Dexter's kill room. <laughs> Should probably decorate. Oh, and lose the ambiance? <laughs> Let me just grab that paperwork. Interior kitchen day. Elliot, dry and dressed, and Deshaun join Chip, Braxton, and Noah in the kitchen. Just saying, you can tell if it's on or not based on the level of Uber she's willing to take. Your theory lacks a definitive. If you sent a girl an Uber pool to come and hang out... <laughs> And she still comes over, <laughs> you know what's happening next. <laughs> Deshaun starts to dance. Hey, I thought you people were supposed to have rhythm. <laughs> what? I tell you about you people. I don't know. Something about racism. And also, I'm not black. I'm Puerto Rican and Cuban. Never said you were black. Said you people. Could have meant Puerto Cubans. I'm a you people too. I'm not Ben, so is Elliot. Besides, I feel like something you're. sometimes you're fine being black, like when someone black says the N-word. Other times, you Chip, know, you can... Uh, you should probably just stop talking now. <laughs> Thanks, Noah. Listen to him, Chip. I don't need any input from Elliot's slightly Asian ass or you and your stupid, weak-ass man bun. Didn't you fail English one? Really want to throw stupid around? He doesn't need you defending him. He's surprisingly okay with it. <laughs> Trevor and Wendy return. Good. You're all here. Ever remember Wendy? Dumb question, but I don't know why we need a Wendy. Not no offended. offense. Oh. Not offended. Also, not a question. The noob is expressing concern over your world, how it might affect us. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Noob? <laughs> Newbie? Freshman? Redshirt? If you want to be our boss, you might want to learn our lingo. She's not anyone's boss, just another part of the team. Noah raises his hand, and Trevor motions for him to respond. Is she... are, are you... Uh, are, are you moving in, too? <laughs> God, no, it smells like balls. And and what's the opposite of dignity? She's not moving in here. Good. I already shared with Brax. It's like a dorm room, is what Trevor told us. There's only four rooms. If you don't count the basement, I I live in the basement. Did Wendy see your basement? <laughs> is that a euthanasia? What does that mean in your brain? A euphemism. Right. That. Speaking of segues, uh, I was wondering <laughs> when we actually get the money from the tournament. Um, saw this sick watch. Do, do you guys do not get a watch, guys? Maintain status quo. That's all you have to do. No watches, no road trips, nada. Take this seriously. This is it. Look, I need you guys to commit oh, to the. No, not the speech, Dad. Call me Dad again. I'm gonna fuck your mom. <laughs> now, please. Status quo. Oh, wow, nothing but class here. So, while we maintain status quo, what are you guys going to do? We have to get sponsors, negotiate new rates with Uscreen, keep the house out of foreclosure, and you need to sign your damn contracts. Wendy has pulled out a pen and started taking notes. You don't need to write this down. Interior market day. Deshaun walks down the liquor aisle of a big supermarket. He sits. He sets cases of beer into a cart pushed by Niche, 22, striking voluptuous and classy. If you want to sign, it's fine. It doesn't seem weird. Are you a lawyer? You're not a lawyer. I'm in law school. Which is closer than you. <laughs> I can still help. So there's nothing wrong with it? No. Bunch of words that lets them pay you for the money they make off of you. Use your likeness and shit. So what's the worry? Don't want you to get ahead of yourself, like you always do. <laughs> Not getting ahead of myself? I got money coming. <laughs> Nish grabs a couple of bottles of wine. Money is coming is not money in the bank. Now you sound like a dad. How do you see this playing out? Deshaun discreetly puts back wine bottles. Wine bottles replaces them with liquor bottles. Easy. Play in the pros for a few years. Bank some bills. Get that sponsorship money. Cast. Be a manager. Retire in luxury. You've got your plan to retirement? Impressive, huh? Going big time. Yeah. You're not getting ahead of yourself at all. Big time. <laughs> Interior conference room day. Wendy and Trevor sit on one side of a large conference table, and across from them is Paul, hipster beard and plaid shirt. So that's it. And why I think you we. guys... Uh, why we think that Rev would be a great sponsor for our team. Well, Trev and Wendy, was it? Wendy nods and smiles. I think there's something here, really. I, I do. Um, at Rev, we're not just an energy drink company. We're a, we're a lifestyle brand. <laughs> and this esports thing, really, really... Wow, it just speaks to us. <laughs> Wendy's eyes widen, trying to feign being impressed. I hope so. That's uh, why we're here, right? I feel like there's a second point. <laughs> Only that this may not be the right time for us. Or the right team. Are you talking to other teams? Uh, Wendy, I got this. Are you? Come on, <laughs> let's not get into that. Shh, shh, 
So what happens now? Let me talk to some people, but I'm sure in a couple of weeks... I'm I... sorry, but that's not quite That will were. be fine. We'd certainly appreciate any consideration. Thank you. Interior parking garage day. Trevor and Wendy walk to his truck. Look, I know you think you're being useful, but I know Paul. He's not going to be bullied into this. He's talking to Team Frostbite. You know he is. This even sounds like a red flavor. They're not local. We should leverage that. It takes a gentle hand sometimes. No, I'm sorry. It takes balls. You have to demand what you deserve. Sack up an escort. And if you're not going to grow a pair, let me use mine. God, you're just like my boyfriend. B- boyfriend? Trevor goes to open the door for Wendy, and she smacks his hand and opens the door for herself. He could be a bit more aggressive. He sounds neat. Trevor slams the door as he sits down. Interior Trevor's office day. Trevor in his office, pacing, talks on a headset. Yeah. Yeah, this is Trevor Jensen. Again. For, for Marsha, about the money from the tournament? No, 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 we, we still have not received it. it. I did leave her a message. Can you please have her call? Yes, thank you. On the desk is a letter from his mortgage company with second notice in big red letters. Interior kitchen night. Chip and Braxton are unloading cans of beer into a large garbage full of ice. So you still haven't signed him, signed, so you still haven't given him your contract yet? Maybe I sent too fast. <laughs> second thoughts? I don't know. Maybe just rethinking the first ones right now? That's kind of what... Mm, never mind. My pop sent me an email, right? Said he was proud. Never said that before. <laughs> never felt he was on proud, but his pride was sort of ambiguous. But this was rather ambiguous. <laughs> said, proud of you. <laughs> my parents were in the not proud camp. They wanted me to go to Duke like my brother and become a hedge fund manager or something. I'm a huge disappointment. Only option I have is to be successful and to figure out baseball. I think you're good at baseball. And about whether I can keep playing i can't keep doing both it just feels like i have to figure out the rest of my life right now well, i have faith in you <laughs> fuck it let's get drunk <laughs> to your kitchen night party in full swing dozens of randoms hang out in every corner of the house music booms and around the kitchen island a group a group flies flips cups chip chugs and shouts as he wins and deshaun leans into a cute young girl in a dark corner Interior Trevor's office night. Trevor sits up in his bed as the music thumps from upstairs. He's swiping left on a dating app. Uh, I don't want to adult today. He hears a roar of cheers upstairs. He shakes his head, lets out a heavy sigh, and tosses his phone across the room. Interior living room later. Braxton and Noah are in the living room while another group of kids are playing crosshairs on the big screen TV. What about her? She's cute. Braxton nods across the room and Noah turns and sees Radley, 19, cute, glasses, purple streak in her hair. She stands next to Marcy, 19, completely average. Uh, yeah, I suppose she's... Before he can finish, Braxton pulls Noah across the room. Sup, ladies? I'm Braxton. This is my pal Noah. This is our party. Hi, I'm Marcy. Bradley. Bradley? What kind of a name is that? No, Radley, no B. Oh, like, like Boo. Yeah, like Boo. Braxton shrugs. Uh, to kill a mockingbird, Boo Radley. Yeah, I think I was supposed to like read that in high school. It, it's a good book. <laughs> yeah, it's my parents' favorite. My sisters are Scout and Atticus. <laughs> Noah reads. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that people do. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're pretty like me. Oh, pretty and dumb, that seems about right. <laughs> it's a good movie. What is? Uh, Bet they got chains and instruments of torture down there. <laughs> <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird, the, the movie. This is why I don't let you talk. I don't know. It's nice that someone here doesn't speak fluent douche. <laughs> is that your dad? Radley points to Trevor, who has joined the party. Well, I should probably see about that. <laughs> Interior house later. Drinking games throughout the house. Noah and Radley play beer pong. She cheers and hugs Noah when she hits her target. Noah is happy, yet uncomfortable. Deshaun and Niche flip cups with others. Trevor grabs a beer and chugs, flipping it over with one quick jolt. Elliot is passed out, and some kids are drawing on his face. A loud crash. Everyone turns around to see broken glass from the picture window. It's unclear what happened, but Marcy's near the window crying, and Trevor stumbles over a bit drunk. Sorry. Eh, okay. Eh, fuck it. He throws his beer bottle behind him, and it crashes on a wall. Ow, watch it. Trevor turns to see a producer with another man and a camera shooting the party. Wendy is with them, and beer drips down the wall next to them. What the hell? Uh, what's, uh, what's this? The B-roll crew. The news story I've been calling and texting. Should I have sent up smoke signals? Oh, no, I was just, uh, hi. Are you drunk? Only, I only had two, officer. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I think we, should, we will reschedule. Wendy shoots Trevor a look of disgust. She pushes the man's camera down so he stops shooting. Trevor tries to maintain composure. Marcy throws up on him. Ugh, well, fuck me then. <laughs> Interior house morning. A mess. Beer cans litter the floor, and Braxton snores on the couch, slumped over in one corner. 
and no one nudges Braxton awake. Why are you sleeping out here? Oh, Chip hooked up. Figured I'd let him have the room for the night. Prostitutes? <laughs> they come on out to the toilets. Thank God! Well, sounds like a successful soiree. Depends. Noah still got his beach up? I'm working on it. I got a date. The basement door swings open, and Trevor walks out clad only in boxers. His eyes are squinting, hair's a mess. The boys turn and look, but before they say anything, a woman steps out behind him. She's wearing a big t-shirt and carrying a dress in her hands, makeup smeared on her face. Trevor walks towards the door. They share an awkward hug, and the woman exits. Sluggishly, Trevor moves to the kitchen. Coffee. I need all of it. Interior apartment day. Wendy paces around her kitchen with a headset on. She looks through the fridge, grabs a leftover container, and smells, scrunching her nose at the aroma, and she puts it back. The party was random. Some of the guests got out of the hand, and they are very sorry about everything. It's a total accident, and next time it will be smooth, I promise. Now, this is a good story. I'm telling you, hometown heroes. We should get behind them. Wendy pulls out the milk, closes the door. She takes a box of cereal off the counter, pours the milk into the box, and shakes, and with the spoon, she eats directly from the box. And the Rev sponsorship? Ugh. I didn't tell you? Just waiting for the ink. I gotta admit, it's good. So you'll do it? Oh, perfect. We'll be, we'll be there. Thank you so much. She takes another bite, hangs up, and smiles. Interior office later. Trevor is on his computer balancing a spreadsheet. The final number is quite red. His phone rings and he answers. Trevor Jensen. Y- yes, this is he. Oh, yeah, hey, how's it... G- uh-huh. Yes, that's why... What?! Bankrupt, you, you've got to be fist-fucking me. Exterior catapult house day. Braxton and Elliot board up the window. Elliot has the word penis on his forehead. The lawn ornaments are in suggestive positions, and a horn beeps. Deshaun pulls in his brand new BMW. Is this big pimpin'? <laughs> I think so. I think you're an idiot. That's nicer than my mom's house. <laughs> Deshaun parks and gets out of the car. Five series, M Sport. Full package. <laughs> Trevor storms out of the front door. No, 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 no. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Sweet, huh? I said do nothing. I said change nothing. You've got a fucking car, you fucking moronic cum stained fuck. I don't think he's happy. <laughs> take it back right now. Turn around, go back to whatever idiot place gave you a fucking car, and to get them to take it back now, Deshaun. Relax. It's my auntie's. Said I could pay... Off her lease. I got it covered with my share of the money. There isn't any money. The company that sponsored the event has gone into bankruptcy. We're all broke. You kidding me? <laughs> what in the bloody fuck about my tone suggests I might be even remotely kidding? What about Wendy's guy? I thought he was... He gave us a bunch of money. That was an investment to cover some expenses moving forward. It's not funding everything. When I said I don't do anything, this is why. I'm sure it will be all fine. <laughs> Why the shit would you say that? It's just a thing people say. You're turning all red and veiny. You all need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> Trevor stomps back inside and Braxton shakes his head. What are you giving me shit for, man? You bought a tablet. For 300 I didn't buy a $50,000 car. Tired of this. You know, tired being poor, I got kids coming up for autographs, and I have to buy my auntie's car because I got no credit. My friend had her condo f- 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 furnished because she has a 60,000 f- followers. Shit. I have 600,000 on Twitter and $40,000 in the bank. I'm going big time. Swear to God. My dad never had a BMW. Can I drive? <laughs> Exterior, back porch evening. Trevor and Wendy have beers on the back porch. <sighs> in a few months, someone will buy them out and maybe we'll get some money. This happens every so often. Oh, I'm sure. Look, I... I'm sorry about the other night. I was letting off a little steam, and it got out of hand. Well, it happens to the best of us. Growing up, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. I was in the officer's program, trained for it, the whole thing. When I took my test, there was something wrong with my lungs. I drowned a little. Didn't work out, so I isolated myself playing video games. But by then, I was too old to really go pro. But these kids have a shot, and, and I can help them. But I barely have my shit together, and these kids fresh out of high school, golden ticket, they may know that game, but they're noobs at life. (laughs) Shit, me too. And I'm supposed to be helping them. I'm totally ready for you to stop beating yourself up. I'm sorry you're around for this. Don't get me wrong. Grateful for the help, but welcome to the shit show. Sorry, do you think this job is some sort of punishment for me, or that I would be here if I didn't want to be? When I found that Mr. Hutt was taking on this investment, my hand shot up to volunteer. But why? 
I have a degree in sports management, and all my bosses have ever, ever done is ask me to get coffee while they hang out with the athletes. Hmm. There's a blank slate here where I get to help define success. And I know we are sitting on a gold mine, and, and I know I can build it with your help, of course. You're welcome. No, you're welcome. I got Channel 7 to reconsider the story. They're coming back tomorrow. Oh, I could kiss your whole face. Okay, yeah, we should go over the sexual harassment clause in my contract. Uh, sorry, I... I, I <laughs> Jokes. God, how I deal with always being the smartest person in the room. Well, that makes... Hey. I probably won't, too. <laughs> Interior Noah's room night. Action figures line the shelves, and a huge bookcase is filled with movies. Another with comics and books. Everything is in perfect order. And framed posters of Big and the Iron Giant hang on the wall. Noah sits on the bed awkwardly as Radley looks around the room. Thanks for letting me build my own pizza. Yeah, I had good uh, Yelp reviews. This is your room? It's very organized. I have a system. I can see that. <laughs> Did you want to sit on the bed? What do you think is happening? Well, I don't know. What? What? I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sleep with you. Oh, thank God. I mean, I, 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 mean, I wasn't going to try to... I just, I don't do that, like right away. No, no, that's okay. Me too. Trust me. You seem anxious. It happens. Anxiety. I have meds. Are you taking them? Do you want to play a game? Well, I hear that Crosshairs is pretty bitchin'. All the rage. We don't have to play that. I mean, I have Mario. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you scared? You you know I'm globally ranked, right? (laughs) Radley sits next to him on the bed, pressure's off. Noah hands Radley a controller. Rhythmic sounds of movement can be heard through the walls, and Noah gets uncomfortable. Uh, So, uh, uh, one-on-one or uh, aliens co-op? Radley presses a button on the controller, and the sound gets louder. Deshaun and a woman moaning. Aliens. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, baby. Uh. I like that. Uh, Player one or two? You can't tell me you can't hear that. I was kind of hoping you couldn't. Take it. Take that big dick. Wow, he sounds really proud. I've seen it. It's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) They laugh, Radley turns the volume up, and the game starts, and Radley smashes some buttons, getting the first kill. Whoa. Uh, You're good. Senior year in the hospital for a bit. This game kept me sane. Hospital? Let's maybe save our sad stories. Radley pounds in the controller, and Noah smiles. Interior living room night. Braxton is playing the game by himself when he sees Trevor in the doorway. He pulls off his headphones. Is uh, Deshaun still mad? You should probably ask Deshaun. I can pass him a note in gym class. Yeah, okay. You know I still need his contracts. Yours too. Why haven't you signed it yet, Braxton? You know, you never even asked me if I wanted to. You just assumed. You're kidding, right? You were my first player. We've been together since day one. I've still got baseball and school. I don't know if this is what I want to want my life to be. Dude, this is right now. This isn't a life sentence, but you have to figure it out. Without you, this whole thing falls apart. Oh, but no pressure. <laughs> Interior bar night. Wendy sips whiskey in a divey bar, sees Paul, and waves him over. Where's Trevor? Ah, I thought we might talk man to man. Oh, maybe we can work something out. Oh, you don't get why you're here. Excuse me? I've been doing my homework, Paul. You have some abysmal numbers in boys 12 to 24. Rev hasn't caught on with the Red Bull slash Munster crowd, has it? Hashtag not interested. Your CMO spoke about your strategy building locally to grow globally. A sponsorship in a field like esports does that. Millions log on regularly to watch these guys play crosshairs, which, for the record, still has the biggest thing in gaming. Millions of followers on Twitter. More people watch them with win regionals than watch the finale of Mad Men. And that was a great show. Imagine what their fans might do if they see their heroes drinking Rev every week. Channel 7 is doing a feature story on them. Hometown heroes, they said... This is it, Paul. One chance. Write a check we like, or we call your competitors who already want to be in this business. But I like your beard. (laughs) What do you say? I assure you, our offer was going to be more than fair. Oh, make it good, Paul. And make Trevor think he did this, okay? Drink? (laughs) Interior dining room afternoon. Noah, Braxton, Chip, Deshaun, and Elliot are playing around on the dining room table. They drop controllers and pull off headphones as their match finishes. I can't believe I missed that shot. You definitely sucked out loud. (laughs) I think that if I can keep getting... Hey, don't we have that news crew coming over soon? Aw, man. Do we have to? There's a party at the Kappa house tonight, and I never get to go out. You've been out every night this week. Checking up on me? Dad? Nah, we just hear the old muffler. 
Same, you can keep the beamer. Oh, you can fuck right off. Come on, guys, we have to do this. What happens if we don't? I, hypothetically speaking. I don't know. Why you pretend to be so rah-rah about this, Braxton? Don't you have baseball practice? Why are you coming after me? You signed that contract yet? Have you? Do you need to sign your real name? Look, I get that I have my concerns, but I can't be the only one that's in this here. If I'm going to sign it, it's because I believe in this team and in my teammates, and I know that we're going to kick some ass. Now, if I'm alone in that, please let me know, and I won't bother. But if we're in this, we're in this together. So what do you guys say? Exterior tracks day. The boys walk along railroad tracks and have slow motion individual close-up shots in the style of a news package. The team has been playing together for three years, but this is their first major win. We thought catapult was a good analogy to us, a powerful weapon that needs all all these parts to work together successfully. I I like trebuchet, but it's not as easy for people to say. (laughs) Elliot Trebler is the newest person to join the team. These guys have played for years together, so to come in new is crazy, but... I think they saw a need for someone on the team that was a stronger utility player, which... The video clearly cuts him off mid-sentence. We go to school and have fun, just also play a lot of video games. Played football in high school, and while this may not be as rough as two-a-days, it's still hard work, and to look this good doing it. (laughs) Trevor Jensen, a former player and retired naval officer, is the team's manager. They put in the time, and they've got a lot of heart. I think gamers get a bad rap because of the stereotypes, but that's not these guys. These guys are champions. Interior living room night continuous. Wendy clicks off the TV, smiling, and the other players and Trevor surround her on the couch. Retired naval officer? You don't know my life. Are we like Kardashian famous now? (laughs) Trevor stands up. Okay, there's some things that we have to get straight. League nights are Monday and Tuesdays. Adjust your schedules accordingly. Practice runs on the other nights, and we'll adjust for tournaments, which run every third week with bigger pot finals. Uh, too long. Didn't read it. Look, you play, you practice, get better. Win, money, glory. Dumb as I can make it. Makes sense to me. <laughs> also, I wanted to, t- to tell you we locked a new sponsor. I hope you enjoy Rav because it's the only energy drink you'll be having, at least on camera. It tastes like sugary butthole. Mm. How is butthole supposed to taste? Oh, my God. As much as I would love to discuss the, your various opinions on butthole flavors, we have more important things to nail down, like how your social media channels are now part of your job. There are opinions you will not express and words you will not use. I shouldn't have to say this, but you will not call anyone a faggot for any reason. You will not refer to women as bitches, sluts, or cunts. And you will not say retarded ever. Just online, right? Shut up, Deshaun. And uh, <clears throat> saving future me time, you shut up too, Chip. Oh man. Uh, you going to give us things to say? I don't want you to fake it. I just want you to present your best selves to the public at large. Anything we can do to help to put a dent in Noah's virginity. Hey, I've had four blowjobs and finger-blasted two girls. Okay, let's add finger-blasted to the list of words we will <laughs> never, ever use again. Uh, sorry. We play, we compete, we tweet. I get all that. What are we doing for money? I like eating and hope to be doing it on the regular. That's why all this work is important. The U-Screen streams generate revenue. This is our chance. We've got the building blocks here to make something special. It just takes... Oh, no, not the speech. Shut up. He might cry this time. He's about to be inspiring. You like that white lady in that ghetto high school movie. He might have prepared. We should let him say it. I'm moist with excitement already. Okay, moist is also on the list. <laughs> you know, he just wants to stay, say clear eyes, full heart. You guys suck. I hate you all. Go die in a fire. Go. Play. Deshaun, Chip, Elliot, and Noah leave, and Braxton stays behind. No inspirational, really. <laughs> I suppose you, I should give this to you? I assume you got the others? Braxton hands Trevor his contract, signed. Yeah, I did. And baseball? Yeah. They can do all right without me. These guys don't have a prayer. I should probably tell you the league <clears throat> schedule is set now. National champ qualifications are in three months. Three months? That, that's like soon. Exactly. Get to work. Interior dining room night. The boys move into the dining room with all the equipment. They laugh but move with motivation. Close-ups of the guys putting on headphones, rubbing their hands with solution, straightening their game glasses, and moving in for battle. Interior Braxton's bedroom later. Braxton is talking to the camera through his view screen interface. Chip can be seen oblivious in the background. A can of Rev is in the background on his desk. Tonight, I'm going to talk Slayer mode and some of the strategies we use. But before I get to that, I just wanted to say thanks. To you guys out there watching and to my teammates. 
Excited for this. He sips the Rev. It clearly disgusts him, but he smiles. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm glad we can approach it honestly and on our own terms. Man, that Rev is just so, so delicious. (laughs) Jog it! Braxton smiles, takes another sip, and forces it down. Now, let's talk about strategy. Fade to black. Woo! Hell yeah. Yeah, it is... Silicon Valley is one of my favorite shows, and I, this is a totally original script, but I do think a show like that has sort of opened the doors. Kind of this, it's interesting because it's a new take on, like, the bro movie. Like, you look at, like, an Animal House or, like, even, like, a, I'm trying to think of, like, 90s equivalents, but we've seen this. Old with school. The, old school is a great one. With, like, a group American of... Pie. American Pie. Yeah. yeah, like, a group of, like, fratty dudes mm-hmm. trying to find their way, but I love this take where there's, like, diversity and, like, a nerd element. So is that something that kind of appealed to you when you knew you were approaching this narrative? Yeah, and I think I... I mean, I try to write diverse in everything I do. I think one of the things that was important for me with this one is how, how do women enter this world? Mm-hmm. And I think it's... Working in this industry, like, it's dudes. Like, you, it's like 90% dudes, but, you know, there's something interesting when a woman comes in with the dynamic, and sometimes they're afraid of it, sometimes they're scared, and, like, they've certainly borne the brunt of the toxicity of the environment. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of storytelling potential with, with what they bring to the table, too. Wendy was one of my favorite characters, and I don't know if that's how Adrian read it, but I thought you were great. Um, how did you How did you figure out that's what you wanted to do, like, that, that aspect of a character? Well, what's interesting is, and I don't usually write this way, but every one of these characters is kind of based on someone. Um, And it's almost like I recast friends of mine into this role versus Mm -hmm. it being more directly based on them. So I've worked with several Wendy's in my job, and, like, uh, there's three different women in particular that all have, like, these similar characteristics of being this woman in the man's world, like, overly aggressive and Mm -hmm. the way that they sort of use language a little bit more forcefully because they're trying to to be in this world. So right. uh, I think it was important to have that like character that's the juxtaposition with these men that are a little bit more naive and yeah. working yeah. there. So. Uh, have you seen Grandma's Boy? Yes. Yeah, so like so there's a lot of uh, of her in there, which I think is I so I actually I'm like Trevor. Like that I, that is me. I used to be a professional gamer and like I was too old for it and too late. I used to play sports in high school and then I was like I'm just not good enough to or big enough for, you know. So I love this story. I think it's like a perfect time for it to come out. Um, I usually talk about like character stuff first and relationship, but have you thought about where this would live and have you ever thought of it as a web series? Because there's so many big... Because I host for a video game company for Clash Royale, which is like... You know, this is this is exactly what's going on in their world right now, and right. I can see like a partnership between you and a video game company, Twitch. and they would just produce this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and coming from the gaming side, like then that's I sort of alluded to earlier. It's a little bit difficult because the games themselves are very protective of how they're portrayed, and so mm-hmm. like it's a little bit challenging when you get IP involved with right. some of these things. But um, I mean, I'm I will let this live wherever it can live because <laughs> I think it's something that I would enjoy. Is Tell Crosshairs me. a real game? No. Okay, so. Does I mean it's clearly like an analog to probably like a Halo, yeah. but does does that matter? I mean, if you're you, I know video games are protective over IP, but this is clearly yeah. its own thing. Is that still dodgy territory? I just coming from like, there's no chance that my company would have ever let like our game be involved in something that we couldn't like control every step of the yeah. way of how right. it was portrayed. And you I was very essentially- active to not have it be like that game. Yeah, you'd yeah. essentially have to have people who. If you ever wanted to show the game, have some people basically like design yeah. some type of fictional game right. to, in order to right. do it. Right. When did you write this? Uh, last year. I think that's fascinating because Fortnite is like this whole big thing yeah. right now, yeah. and I think yeah. that just caters more to this story and, and want like people wanting it to be made because Fortnite's huge right, right. now. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to talk about before we actually talk about this script. I am very interested in your background. You said you were producing. Were you producing these kinds of conventions and events? Yeah. So the the esports. I started the esports. Well, I helped start um, the esports league with Call of Duty at Activision. And uh-huh. starting back in 2011, we had you know what was then the biggest tournament ever, a uh, million dollar tournament. You know, a thousand people watching, a thousand people watching online. Um, at that point, our finals were the uh, number two live stream of anything. Wow. Uh, this was, you know, it, it has since been eclipsed, like, multiple times over. But every year, we would always try and, like, top ourselves and top ourselves. And so these are million-dollar events that we had, you know, thousands of people in attendance there, and then people watching online just trying to, like, build all of this. It was it was fun. It was fascinating. But it was my entire life. So. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I mean that you're it's nice because your background and your research like the research component of the script is clearly built into this. What I appreciate though is it's still written for laymen. Like again, the only gaming I know is like I love Zelda. <laughs> and, like, I played it in high school. So old school I, I know. But I had a very clear idea of like you did a good job of painting this picture for insiders and outsiders. Was that an important um, like prerequisite for you as you dove in? Yeah, and especially like I even though I worked very you know, worked a lot in this. I am an outsider to gaming culture too. Like mm-hmm. I spent so much time working on video games, I never like would play them. And so mm-hmm. the the I was definitely the outsider perspective coming in, and like I was just in there taking notes, watching everything. Because yeah. you know, one of the things I thought was fascinating, you kind of touched on this. Like, there's so many ex high school athletes that are gamers. Like, mm-hmm. they have that same sort of pride and culture, but they're also like these jacked buff guys that like just moved this sort of level of athleticism into gaming. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about sort of that component of, like, the alpha dude. It's I, th- I think it's an important component to stories like this. I think, like, these kind of male-driven... Like, I think of... Did you guys see Everybody Wants Some, the new Richard Linklater movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I get some of that here, too. But I feel like you have a tough line to toe because if you tip over into, like, too much of this alpha aggro male component you're, like, kind of playing into the toxic culture of gaming. So, like, was that something you were concerned about as you, like, navigated this very male-driven story in a very male-driven world? Yeah, and I definitely think trying to attack that and sort of put it, shine a mirror up to that toxicity. Because I don't know that, like, I mean, gaming culture still hasn't fully dealt with some of these issues that they have, and I think there's a lot of room for growth there. And uh, that's definitely something I wanted to shine a light on, too. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a big change, because I work... I'm a retired gamer, but like circa PlayStation 1, because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm an addict and I will do this for the rest of my life and I have no friends. Um, <laughs> and so, but I work in video games now, and I know there is a change, at least from what, what they're producing in terms of like even with um, E3, with, uh, uh, oh my God, Battle, Battlefield, Battlefield 4? Battlefront? Battlefront? Yes. I don't know that one because I wasn't in it. But, I knew a um, thing. <laughs> like, that's like being uh, female led, and then I know Wolfenstein 3 is also being female led. So it's like, the people who are producing it are changing it, but you also see a lot of backlash happening because of yeah. that. They're like, well, we don't want a woman to be the lead in this game. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. The level of backlash yeah. is offensive. Really. Yeah. And like the, the, you know, a woman trying to step forth in gaming is going to get so much more shit than a man. And like, that's sort of something that, uh, is worth exploring. I think so. Yeah. It was actually kind of refreshing to see this group of characters in this, in this story. Cause you kind of, alluded to it in the beginning there's a lot of like stereotypes about gamers and just being nerds and stuff like that living in their mother's basements and these guys really aren't they're more like the alpha alpha male types what i loved is the the line that you gave the young girl and it was so simple when she said oh i like real sports it's kind yeah. of like knocks mm-hmm. them down a peg yeah. mm-hmm. but also you know knocks them you know with their just mindsets of just being alpha males did you is that the intent that you wanted and are you going to explore that more in the series oh for sure yeah and i think you know and it, it is a interesting juxtaposition like these guys are rock stars in their world and it's like right, fascinating right, right. to they, watch when you're like walking with them and people are constantly stopping them and doing whatever but socially they also have an awkwardness to them because mm-hmm. they went they were thrust into the spotlight so mm-hmm. quickly that they didn't necessarily have like the you know depth to build up to yeah handling that mm-hmm. uh, how did you find a good way to balance your characters in writing because you do have like characters that are at, like a 10 in, in like extreme but then you also have a really great way of grounding them all in reality I think with the relationships between like you know Wendy and Trevor and Radley and Noah mm-hmm. so how did you find a good way to inject all that humor and just enough of the stereotypes and then still ground in reality yeah, I think it's just a matter of finding the right balance between people like you you know you you need the, you need the alpha guys and you have a couple of them but you need someone that's going to take them down a peg so like and Wendy's there to sort of balance a little bit of, of some of that um, testosterone that's there you need someone like Chip that just is kind of an idiot and like <laughs> is always like saying funny things so it's just a matter of finding like the right balance between everyone mm-hmm. gotcha. how long did this take you to write it uh, I mean I've been writing and rewriting it for about a year now so yeah. it's it goes back and forth this is probably like the eighth iteration of it okay. Um, but it's, def- it's definitely gone through a lot of changes. And at one point, Trevor or uh, Elliot and um, Noah were the same character, and I actually split them in two because mm-hmm. I was active. Like, 
I'm actively trying to do everything to separate it from the game I used to work on, which was Call of Duty. And so I didn't want four-man team. I wanted five-man team. And so I like I had to split this into mm-hmm. separate characters. Mm-hmm. But it's hmm. interesting you cast me as both of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just actually very curious. I love uh, Deshaun character. You know, he speak. I feel like that's me. Um, <laughs> one of the lines that I really liked was um, he starts to talk about I got kids coming up for autographs in the. Twitter mentions or anything. Dude, did you actually know anybody who came up in the gaming world and was able to turn this into something that they actually get paid for? Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, I mean, I know the first guy that made a million dollars off of Call of Duty, and it's like I produced every event that he's at, and he's now a millionaire, and I (laughs) am not. (laughs) uh, But yeah, there's a lot of money in this industry, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it it happens so fast for them. But the, the downside is, they're 25 years old. Right. They right. really can't play anymore, and like they don't necessarily have a long-term career plan. And so I think yeah. that's interesting what like trajectories they go into. It's similar to real sports right. in that yeah. regard. Yeah. yeah. Like Absolutely. you're pretty much done by 30. So I was gonna ask that actually because I, why do they stop at 25 or 30? Why is it considered old in that industry when it's just video games? I, I think there's because it's Fingers, not maybe. just playing. There, I mean, there is definitely like a physical aspect to it, but I think just the hours it takes to oh. get good and spend time doing it, and mm. playing right, the tournaments, right. and the schedule of yeah. it, because it's yeah. just yeah. And like it's not sustainable long term. And I think it's like a truly a mind dexterity thing where kids yeah. that are between 15 and 22, their brains just operate at a different level in ours, wow. like in in video games. Like I watch, yeah. again, I'm obsessed. So like I watch kids on Twitch and I watch and the best people in the world are mm-hmm. are younger than me. Oh, yeah. They're yes, all yes, younger yes, than yes. me. Yeah. You know? I still watch it and I like try and look around the corners as if like... Because <laughs> <laughs> your brain's still building at that point so your brain's yeah. like going yeah. a lot faster. It's I think it's say by the time you hit 28, 29 your brain is like a pretty much fully formed at that point. Hmm. So you're kind of like stuck with whatever you got. And right? that's, that's when things wow. like are yeah. starting. It's all downhill. You hit 30 downhill. and like that's when your body actually starts to like go down. So... That makes sense. And then blisters are a real thing, and they hurt. There's also yeah. things specific to the gaming world. Like, you know, you talk about performance-enhancing drugs. Like, the biggest performance-enhancing drug is Adderall, yeah. which yeah. is not something you to can really medically test keep for. keep up going, wow. Yeah. And, there, you know, there's kids that are prescribed this, and it doesn't do anything for them. They're yeah. supposed to take it. So it was right. one, you know, how do you regulate something like this? Mm, yeah. And there's a dramatic right. side effects if you're not supposed there's to be taking so it. Much, so. There's so much to explore in this world. I mean, like, even the idea of losing it. Like, would you yeah. ever have... Have any of these like because I can see maybe exploring some more dramatic subplots in this if you wanted to. I mean, I've got like the first season planned. Yeah. Yeah. I had to write up a pitch that I you know threw out ideas for like five seasons, and then mm-hmm. you know there's some dramatic things that I do, and there's always like the comedy that I think balances that. But I mean, yeah. <coughs> swatting. Um, oh yeah, was a thing in the gaming world that doesn't exist anywhere else. Does everyone know what that no. is? Yeah. So because you you do the stuff Twitch online and you're playing and people are watching you, they will call the police and tell them that there's an active shooter. So they can watch the police break into your oh, house right. and do whatever. Yeah. So, and someone was actually killed. Is that funny, Andrew? Doing this, yeah. So, like, I mean, but it's a shit. serious thing, and so it. But it's you know, so like I have an episode that I was planned for that, and it's one of the things of how the police are going to react differently to Deshaun in this oh, situation. Wow. Yeah. Like, so it like brings yeah. up a lot of yeah. uh, other opportunities for storytelling too. That's cool. So. cool. Yeah, I mean, it is funny because I, like Andrew mentioned, like I could see this living on like a Twitch, but I could also see this like as an HBO show. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like it feels like a 10 episode a season kind of premium cable single cam type of show. And HBO needs yeah. some shows right now, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're down to like maybe three good shows. Yeah, yeah I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Game of Thrones leaves next year. So. I'm hoping for sharp objects to be good. We'll see. But, but it's just a mini series. Just so. a mini yeah, series. Except right. Big Little Lies was also just a mini series. Yeah, yeah. So we'll and see. It should have stayed that way. Yeah. I think what I also love about this is that it's never been done before. Like it, yeah. it's so unique. I've never even seen a script like this. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's incredibly relevant yeah. to yeah. right now. Well, and yeah. I will say, television more than any other medium, I think like you can develop an amazing narrative purely based on a world or like yeah. Yeah. like let us in and like I think I don't want to see this as a movie I don't want to read it as a novel yeah. like I do want to see this as a TV show yeah. because it's well written but I will say like there is that premise element where it's like just seeing this world is very very interesting yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. where the idea came from in the first place is like no one's told this story yet and it's mm-hmm. interesting how much you can explore and how much you can make it analogous to the world at large. So. Definitely. Uh, I want to talk about your pacing a little bit as, as a writer because this is paced like 
basically perfectly in my mind. It, it's like you trimmed all the fat, and it, it reads really easy and fun. Um, how much did you cut it down? What was your process in actually getting it to this number of pages? And, well, for, and, and people still want me to take out about five pages with it, too. I, I think it's difficult because I've got you know nine main characters, right. even characters like Niche who, and Radley, who are going to be important, right. aren't really important in this one. Is Niche, is Niche Deshaun's sister? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, I thought so. Um, and her being a lawyer, at least in law school, she's going to come in and bring some knowledge that the team doesn't have and sort of help them with that. And because... Deshaun's the best player, essentially, and she has control over Deshaun. There's, there's like some dynamics there that are worth there. But um, no, and but like back to the original question, uh, it's gone through a lot of changes, and and definitely like I've even lost some scenes that I'm kind of bummed that aren't there. Uh, a lot of stuff with Elliot and Noah, who I think you know got a little bit pushed to the side right. just because you know there's a lot of characters. But I think it was important to have all the characters sort of represented and, like, at least be in the first episode mm-hmm. for one. But Yeah, it didn't feel scattered. No. Like, they felt like they all got their due diligence. Yeah. yeah. You need to open some doors and but leave some doors closed in a pilot. You can't do everything. Yeah. So right. I feel like, as an audience, I feel satiated by what you wrote. Um, have you had this table read before? Or No. And, the, like, like listening to it, it was, like, both... It was awesome, and it was like, oh, i got to change that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, so it was really good to, to hear, like... Oh, oh, I wrote that. Like, and then like to be able to like laugh at something just because of, like, I know you delivered something that I like. Really, oh, I like the way that was delivered. Mm. So. Anything specifically that like you liked more than you thought you might hearing it, and anything that you thought maybe I would consider changing this in a new draft. Um, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, for me, it was validating some of the stuff that I had there. I thought the Trevor and Wendy interplay was exactly as I like envisioned it. Um, Pacing wise, like I do think there's probably stuff that could move a little faster, just like mm-hmm. hearing it read out loud. But I think, yeah, it's it's funny though, because with comedy, like as much as you need to pace it, you also do want to let some of those jokes breathe, breathe. a little bit. Yeah. And there is an element of like the guys hanging out component that, like I I think if you lose that, you do lose some of the flavor of the show mm-hmm. for me at least. Mm-hmm. But I could see a network exec being like, just cut, 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 cut. So yeah, I but- don't know. And I really like to be able to, you know, I like, my favorite shows, the ones I like, are the ones that are more akin to real life, that have dramatic elements, even though it's a comedy. Um, And so I want to still be able to, like, play with some of those things, because I think that's important to show the reality a little bit, versus being, like, all fantasy in the way, like, an actual traditional laugh-out-let sitcom sort Mm -hmm. of is. Yeah, Yeah, and you had a really interesting way of um, giving the exposition or the backstory on Wendy and Trevor. You did it in about a page and a half, but what was so interesting about it is because it's like sometimes they say it's like a cardinal sin to just like have someone just tell their story mm-hmm. but what I thought was so interesting about when you put it in the script when it was actually injected was that at that point we all wanted to know we were like okay we know enough about who these people kind of are how the hell did they get to this point and you do it in like two quick monologues and I just thought that was such a brilliant way of doing the exposition without actually having to go back or like flashbacks or yeah. you didn't just tell us in the very beginning like I don't know I just I just really like that that writer's tool Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, and I do think there's, you know, a little hint. You know, I think Trevor's naval career is something that's uh, hinted at a couple times mm-hmm. that I think is worth deeper dives later, but at least mm-hmm. get the little nugget out there. So. Yeah. Is it, we've talked about Silicon Valley a little bit. In, in terms of, like, Mike Judge's voice as a writer, he loves injecting satire into his scripts. We got a little bit of that with Rev being a lifestyle brand. Yeah. <laughs> you... right. I've definitely been in meetings where... Yes. Yeah. I, that played very accurately. I think all of us, <laughs> all of us yeah. recognize. We work in media, so we like all of us heard that yeah. right away. Do and you see the cool beard? Oh yeah, I love yeah. That. <laughs> such a great line. Do you see any other opportunities for satire beyond this pilot? Yeah, and I like what I, what I think is I'm, I haven't done this yet, but I think it's worth exploring is actually looking at my old job from the other side of it and how yeah. like these kids mm-hmm. reacted to us as like the gaming company producing this thing and like were the evil suits yeah exactly and i never wore a suit but like we were definitely like thought of as like those guys over there and i'm like just trying to like see because we were terrible in many ways like it's just very fascinating to see like what we could do in this world Mm. the gavin belsons of it all (laughs) i love it well do you have any other questions for us john before we make our way out no like this is this whole experience was just fascinating and it was great to see and i appreciate uh everyone Good. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah thanks for bringing it on. Um, if people want to connect with you and buy this thing up, where's the best place to do that? You can say your email if you want. That's yeah, what. J- yeah. Johnny at gmail.com, which is my email. J O N N Y. 
And then M-U-R-N-A-N-E at gmail.com. So that's where you can connect with Johnny. Johnny, one more time, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, this has been the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. If you enjoyed today's script... Hmm, I would say maybe Moguls is a script we yeah. read that you might be interested yeah, yeah. in. It's a little different, but it's got um, some media satire elements, and it's, um, I think, a pretty sharply written script, so I would check that out. Uh, we're here every Friday, guys. On, uh, at 9 a.m. we read features, and at 10 a.m. we read pilots. So we read movies, we read um, pilots as well. Next week we're reading kind of a Power Rangers-esque family animated Sick. kind of like Voltron <laughs> it's great it's really really fun it Did is called get to yell Triceratops I, something <laughs> like it it might not be Triceratops exactly Dead. but it's called Buddy Thunder it's gonna be great I'm super excited about it and we have a period drama after that so a lot of fun scripts coming up guys be here tune in we love having you so yeah cool uh, um, my name is Andrew Guy thanks for coming by you can find me online at that same name my name is Jimmy V, and online, the Jimmy V. Going through nostalgia right now, guys, with this theme song, Jazz. <laughs> I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. And I'm Katie Foley. You can follow me on all platforms at Katie Did What Now. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. And you guys can follow me online at Jeffrey C. Graham. Thanks for being here, and we will see you next week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.